Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to I Want to Be Real podcast. Today's podcast is entitled Believe in Yourself. Um, I'm very excited uh, <laughs> about this podcast. I'm, I'm actually excited about all of the, the podcasts that, um, that I have an opportunity to record, but this one kind of hit a little bit different. Um, I'm excited and I'm going to tell you why I'm excited because it's nothing like having God to send a reminder to you of who you are in him and um, how important it is that you embrace who you are, not that you come from a spirit of haughtiness or arrogance or pride, but you come from a place of humility, but yet assurance, right? And yesterday I, I wrote an insp- uh, inspiration and I normally try on Mondays to send out uh, a prayer for the inspirations. And in this particular prayer, I was talking about commanding your day and not just commanding your day, but commanding your week. And, you know, I was excited. I was pumped, just, you know, ready to get my day started. And it seems like everything that I set out to do, I kept getting hit with so many different things. And it frustrated me. Um, So as I got ready to drive home and, you know, just trying to clear my mind and clear my head, God kept reminding me, do not forget about who you are. And so I ended up, you know, coming home, just preparing myself for the next day. And I kept hearing, don't forget who you are. And oftentimes, I don't know about you, but even with me, when I go out into this world Of course, we have to make sure that we are covered uh, in prayer and not only in prayer, but um, declarations and affirmations and uh, scriptures and remembering the things that God had already said when it concerns our lives. Because we can have so many different attacks to come from so many different places that it can cause you to question who you are and whose you are. And so God kept reminding me that in everything that you do, I need you to understand um, who you are and never forget that. And so I kept saying to myself, I believe in you, I want to. I, I believe in you. I believe that God had a purpose in mind when he created you. I believe That whenever he created you, he understood that that was purpose that he placed on the inside of you. I want to don't get lost in the shuffle of this world. Don't get lost in what you see on TV. Don't get lost in what is portrayed uh, on Instagram. Don't get lost in that. Don't get so focused on those things that you forget about who I've called and created you to be before the foundation of this world. You know, the scripture says in Hebrews 4, um, verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 
my purpose and your purpose for even being in the earth realm is because we are the answered prayer to somebody else's situation or the answer prayer to something that God is trying to do in the earth realm. But it will be hard for us to obtain those things or even to walk in those things boldly if we're insecure about who we are and not only who we are, but the fact that we feel that God made mistakes whenever he created us. Now, I'm big on weight loss and getting myself together and all of these different things. But there was a time in my youth, in my childhood, that I would talk so badly about myself that it's almost, I know almost, it's an insult to God to say that what he made and how he created me, that he didn't do well and that he didn't know what he was doing. So I had to change my my thinking, I had to change the way that I perceived myself. I had to change the way that I saw myself. I had to change all of those different things. But it took me trying to figure out why I even had those insecurities in the first place. See, your insecurities didn't just start because you became an adult. Your insecurities didn't didn't happen or just didn't just snuck up on you. Those things were embedded and then they they were rooted on the inside of you. And those roots started to grow. And whenever a root starts to grow, all you do is see the 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 gesture or the what has grown. You see, it's just like a tree. When you, whenever you pass a tree, you see the, 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 the how tall it is and you see the limbs and you see the leaves and all of these things on it. But you don't understand the root of it. There's a root that is causing this tree to even be. So insecurity happens and insecurity takes place because there's something, there's a trigger. There's something that took place in our, in our youth, in our, in our childhood that has caused us to bring those things or cause those things to spill over into our adulthood. So it causes you to question a lot about who God has called you to be. And it causes you to, to question your identity, question your purpose, question all of these different things. When God is like, I'm the one who created you. So in order for you to fully understand who you are, it is best to go back to the, to the person that created you. I appreciate my mom and my dad, but what God has called me to do in the earth realm, they don't know. They were, they were two people I'm grateful for. I love my parents, but they were two people that God used to create me. Your parents were put together and used to create you. But God has the ultimate tool, the playbook of who you are in him. Your mother and your father, they can show you the way to Christ. They can get you there. But to consult with him and to talk with him is left up to you. This is why I need you to believe in yourself. This is why I'm excited about this particular podcast, because it's so many of us who have lost, lost so much because we've tried to be something else other than who God has created us to be before the foundation of the world. When God made you, he broke the mold. He was like, that's it. I don't need another one of them. This is, this is, this is it. See, if, if you don't believe 
in you, it's hard for others to believe in you. I often think about uh, Leah in the Bible, um, just to kind of give you a little information about who she was. Uh, you can find her in Genesis 29, um, where she, you know, that's where you can find um, the whole layout of who she was in the body of Christ. But I feel like God was trying to teach us something whenever he created this whole uh, narrative or allowed this portion um, to be placed in the Bible. Um in Genesis 29, we actually meet Leah and uh, she is the sister of Rachel and the cousin of Jacob. And at first glance, um, Leah's story is full of grief. And I'm going to tell you why her story was full of grief was because she was not considered. She was not um, easy to look upon. Uh, many didn't find interest in her. Okay. So, so it talks about in Genesis 29, whenever Jacob uh, arrived, um, he meets the younger sister, Rachel at a well, you know, and, um, in the process of him meeting her there, he falls for her. Just go back and, and read it because I'm kind of paraphrasing it. And um, this is actually the same well that uh, Jacob's mother, Rebecca, drew water from before she married Isaac. OK, um, so when he met the beautiful shepherdess. He weeped with joy because she was just that beautiful. And so Jacob didn't have any money. He didn't have any money to offer up so that he can be able to uh, choose uh, Rachel to, to as a bride. And Laban, which is uh, Rachel's father, he arranged for, for, for Jacob to do some work for him for seven years to marry her. Okay. And so after the seven years, you know, the wedding arrives and the, uh, the, 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 the veiled bride finally becomes Jacob's wife. And the next morning in the light of, you know, the day and, and all of that, um, in the absence of the veil, he realized that all of this time or this particular night and who he, uh, married was indeed not Rachel, but Leah. Okay. So, so Rachel and Leah's father actually tricked him. My, my issue with that is that <laughs> I can go so many different places with that, with the father set up, but I want to take you to the, to the place of Leah. And how shocked she must have been to know that you slept with me. But I wasn't what you wanted. Hmm. You married me. You considered marriage. 
but I wasn't even an option. I was a forced situation. So I could only imagine how this whole thing could play with her mind as a woman. To know that I'm not even the one that you chose. I'm not the one that you picked. I'm not the one that you was working for. But I was given to you. The Bible doesn't really go into detail to tell us whether or not Leah even had an option to say yay or nay to the whole ritual. But we do know that she was the lesser loved of the two wives. Because eventually he did get Rachel, but he had to work extra for her. So I could only imagine that not only is Leah trying to satisfy her husband, but she's trying to build herself up because she wasn't the chosen one in the first place. The reason that I need you to believe in yourself is because just because somebody else may not consider you does not mean that God doesn't have somebody for you. Just because you may not be a 36, 24, 36 and those numbers may be turned around, that does not mean that you are not needed in the earth realm. Leah kept having babies after babies after babies in hopes, in hopes that Jacob would change his mind or how he saw her. That maybe if I produced more children for him, that he'll see my worth or my value. When the fact that you are just more than a woman that can give birth, God created you for more. But it's hard to see, see more when you're insecure. And you don't believe in yourself. <laughs> in, in Genesis the chapter 29, uh, verse 13, Rachel was more so described by her outward appearance. And she was considered shapely. Okay, beautiful. And Leah was identified as having a tender eye. And other translations say like a weak eye or delicate or ordinary or plain. 
they're basically saying she she wasn't easy to look upon or she wasn't considered, you know, fair to look at. But I couldn't help but to see that Leah role as a wife, like she was desperately trying to capture the heart of her husband. I want you to understand why it's so important that you believe in yourself, whether you are married now or single, regardless to whether you're married or single, you have, you have to still be comfortable and who God has created you to be. We're no good to our spouse if we're wrestling with our identity, if we're wrestling with who we are, if we don't believe in ourselves, because then what would happen is we'll depend on them for validation. And if they don't validate us in a moment that we need the validation or we need the approval, then we feel rejected. We feel not loved. We feel like what's wrong with me. But I need you to always remember, even when you're in situations like that, that whenever God made you, everything that God created and everything that God made at the end of it, he said that it was good. So just because nobody else sees value in you. That doesn't mean that you cannot obtain that within yourself. God calls you valuable. We are a royal priesthood. We are kings and queens. We are the children of the most high God. That alone brings a whole nother level of security. Not in the fact that I'm prideful or I'm just walking around here like I'm all that. Well, kind of is, but not in an arrogant state of mind. It's being secure in who you are. When I when when I'm natural and people would often ask me, how do you get your hair to look like that? And what texture texturizer or, you know, they thought I had a texturizer at one time. And I was like, well, what are you doing for this? And what are you doing for that? And I could tell them exactly what I do. I can give them play by play of what I do. And it may come out like mine. And it may not. But even if it looks like mine, it's still not mine. Because I have a whole totally different. <laughs> I have different hair. What grew out of my head is different than everybody else. I have a cousin who has so much hair, like it's thick, thick. And she's like, I wish I could tame mine a little bit like yours. And I'm like, man, I wish I had mine like, you know, to be voluptuous like yours. And we laugh about those things, but we are first cousins and yet our hair is different. What am I saying to you? I'm saying that you have got to learn to appreciate what you have within yourself. 
Okay, you want to lose weight. Okay, you 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 want to be this size. Work on it. Not everybody, and hear me when I say this, I ain't knocking nobody who have gotten lipo, who want to get lipo, who going to get lipo, or got a Brazilian butt lift, tossed, fat removed, and sent another place. It don't matter. But what I'm explaining to you, what I'm trying to get you to understand is that some of those things that we do to beautify ourselves, it can still leave you empty if you're not sure of who you are. And what I'm saying is, is that I don't want you to be so caught up in trying to look apart that you have not prepared yourself mentally to work the part. I'm learning every day something different about me. And you would think that all of these years you should know, you know, I'm learning a lot and I'm learning to be okay with who I am. It don't take a lot for me to have fun. I could sit here at home, watch Hallmark all day. And they got the Christmas set, uh, part going on too. I'm in there. Because it doesn't take a whole lot. And I'm okay with that. But somebody else, they may think that's boring. But that's you. You can't change who you are so that everybody else can be comfortable. Because now you're left uncomfortable. Trying to make them comfortable. I'm saying when you walk into the room, own it. I'm saying when you walk into your, your career and your job, own it. I'm saying walk in a level of confidence that when people say something uh, crazy to you, that you're reminded that I'm a royal priesthood. I'm from a royal priesthood. My God got control. My daddy got control over all of this. Leah had those children, but she didn't, she had them to prove a point. She was trying to prove a point to her husband. But even in her producing children, he still couldn't see past who she was. I need you to believe in yourself at all cost. If you don't believe in you, it's hard for others to believe in you. And see, with this disbelief, like we can either sink or we can swim. We can either sink in our sorrows and our griefs and our disappointments or we can swim towards the promise which is what God has already declared over our life. Like this season of my life, I'm having to believe in me more than ever before. 
like to believe in yourself, you have to be more vocal with yourself. You have to talk to yourself. You have to be your own cheerleader. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. You have to push yourself. You have to to remind yourself. You have to learn to talk to you. Even when you're at the lowest place in your life, the lowest moment in your life. To believe is like it's like God telling you that your marriage will work. But in your current situation, your spouse has already left the house. It's like God telling you to start a business, but your credit is all jacked up. It's like God telling you to go back to school, but in your mind, you're over the age limit to go back or you owe student loans or you owe owe too much to, to even take out time to do that. It's like God telling you that your child will be saved, but you haven't heard from them in weeks because of the path they've chosen. It's like God telling you that you you won't be single forever, but no one has asked you on a date in months or even years. But if he said it, then that settles it. When will what God said to you be enough? Like when, when will it be enough for you to believe it? If he said it, then it's yours to accomplish it. I came to encourage you because today I, I, I was like, man, I, I really need them to hear this. I need them to understand how important they are to God, how important we are to God. When I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm talking to me. I understand the pressure of not seeing the trueness or the authenticity of who I am. I understand what it feels like to try to be somebody else. I understand what it, what it feels like to want to fit in. I understand what it what it feels like to start a new job and you don't know nobody yet. And then those same people who thought you thought you was all that call you up just about every day. <laughs> God has equipped you to walk into this place into this assurance it took Leah a minute to get it before she can finally understand that it's not about the children it's not about them I can give him a a, a busload of children but if I don't realize who I am in God then all I'm doing is spending my will trying to make a man see me when he's not even willing to look at me. You are beautiful. You are wonderfully made. Everything about you, God knew that it would be.
Nothing that you do surprises God. He's not shocked or surprised by any of this stuff. I I want you to believe in yourself more. You give to everybody else. You you make sure everybody else is good. I'm talking I'm talking to my married people. I'm talking to my mothers and my fathers. I'm I'm talking to you all who give ministers and preachers and pastors and teachers and apostles and bishops. I'm talking to all of you who give so much of yourself that when you've given out, you have absolutely nothing left to give. Before you give to the world, before you get up and you walk out of your door and crank your car to go to work or to go to school or to go wherever you're going, where people are going to pull from you. I need you to make sure that you've poured so much into you before you left that house so that when you do leave and you give out and you pour out to so many people that you don't come home empty. That you still have something left to give you when you make it home. Or that you still have something left to give to your children and to your spouse when you get home. You've got to believe in yourself. You matter to God. All I wanted to do today, I want you to get excited. I want you to get excited about who God has called you to be. I want you to get excited about what's on your life. I want you to get excited about this transformation that God is doing and that he's about to do in your life. I want you to get excited about spending time with you. Because that's the only way that you can begin to believe in yourself. And it's more than you spending a little 10 to 15, 30 minutes in the bathtub with some bubble baths and stuff like that. But if that's how you can start, hey, let's start there. We, we, these small victories, we, we, we ain't finna be mad at small victories. If you was able to walk five minutes without your children calling your name, hey, we're going to take it. What am I saying? I'm saying that. You can't give so much to people that you don't have enough left for you. Believe in yourself because I do. 